Phillies. Yeah, let's just talk about the Phillies in the background. Like we're like, well, there's your problem or something. Like, wait, I, fuck sorry, yeah, what's going, man. What's going on with the Phillies? Are they are they winning? They're Is beating that some Houston. As, fuck Houston. They're like they, three they're the good Houston cheated, people. Right? Yeah, they they cheated. Like there are four four people from Houston. I think are good. It's Scarface. It's UGK. One of whom is dead. UG. And, wait, and oh, Dan Carson. I didn't know. Run <laughs> being Pimp C. You're saying Dan Carson. He's a good guy. Damn, I, dude. I like Dan. Okay, What's so up, Dan again. Sorry, our our list is Dan Carson, UGK, and who else was it? Scarface. Scarface. Okay, so that's that is three. Um, well, Scarface is from Cuba. You're you're thinking Tony Montana. I'm talking about the rapper. That's Montana. Yeah. Yeah. There's an Enya on that end. I don't fucking care. (laughs) I think that. Yeah. Well. Okay. Listen. We don't need to talk about one of the most overrated dog shit movies of all time. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can let's talk about. Let's talk about that guy ruins podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, we, I'm we need to talk about the off, movie the that every college kid had a poster of right next to two girls kissing in their underwear and Bob Marley. <laughs> Listen, that was showing that you were an ally and I won't be told otherwise. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear? Okay. I went to. Well, I'm not an ally oh, anymore man. because I'm a male influencer. So speaking. Okay. Well, I will hear about that in a sec. But speaking of the, the college Bob Marley thing, like this was, this was in like 2000. This is a safe space, Kyle. Okay, I listen, not me. I went home for Christmas break and I come back to my to my, the apartment that I lived in with two baseball players and oh, one I of say them say no more. One of them during Christmas break had had taken all of the like normal light bulbs out of every light in the apartment and put in like fluorescent purple yeah, light bulbs. Yes. And there was a Bob Marley carpet that you would buy at like fucking <laughs> Aztec Highway. Just like, like, a, on, like a, a rug or a carpet. Like no, it was it was like it was a rug. So it was probably like 12 by 12, just like hanging <laughs> from like the ceiling. And I was like, and he was just passed out on the ground and it was like 3 p.m. And I I I moved out soon after, but my God, that was why incredible. would you ever fuck with someone's Irie? <laughs> Listen, that is all You're fucking probably, with Irie Irving over here. Man. I really was. I mean, that was all probably done in preparation to smoke like the worst ditch weed ever. Dude, he I'm pretty sure that guy got someone pregnant during that break, which was hell uh, yes. The end of his baseball career, but a, the beginning of a really beautiful journey of him and his wife and their new baby and his Subaru WRX, which he whipped around very aggressively. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, loving loving the Bob Marley energy. But Greg, so you're you're you've got an update for us. I know you yeah. picked up a, a new gig. I, I know you're looking well, for some conventions to be at in at, at attendance yeah. next I, year. I will be speaking at AlphaCon twenty. AlphaCon two is what they're calling. Yes, it. AlphaCon two. <laughs> The return of the alpha, yeah. the deuce. The deuce. <laughs> uh, no, but I like legitimately had the most productive day of my life today. I got all my meal prep done for the week. Whoa. I cleaned my house. I did all of the yard work. You rode your bike today? Uh, I, I rode my trainer. Okay. I literally finished uh, doing an hour of yoga before... <laughs> We were we recorded the podcast, which I wrote the majority of. You did. You always do a great job, by the way. You know, so I've just had this incredibly uh, 
productive day and my grind set has never been higher. Um, And I attribute it to uh, my wife having to go into work today. I'm not going to say where she had to travel to because people on the internet are weird. That is true. And, you know, I did wake up early this morning, uh, did the the hashtag single dad, you know, the dad that stepped up thing (laughs) and dropped my kid off at preschool. (laughs) Uh, so you I pretended had the house to, to be myself. a stepdad for your own father, the yes, one who stepped yes, up. Right? I'm, I am a <laughs> gotcha. stepdad to my own child. <laughs> my life is too busy sure. otherwise. You yeah, know, no, absolutely. I have lots of emails to send and I have podcasts to record. A lot of, a lot of trails to rip as well. Yes, I have. I am, I am a, a mountain bike influencer as well as a male influencer. That's what I'm saying, man. You, I know for a fact, I know multiple people you've influenced to get on trails so that that is that is both a joke but it is true you are a mountain bike influencer but really what i'm saying is that if you really want to accomplish your goals in life you need to leave your wife and child (laughs) and you need to just focus on yourself and not let out the outside world extemporaneous things right get in the way of your grind set (laughs) And this is just a little sneak peek into what you can expect from me at the Deuce. I'm really excited, to be honest. I've already purchased my tickets. They were $3,600. I do get a back. I get a backstage pass and I get to meet the speakers, including you. Yeah. Which Thank you. Thank you to our, our patrons. I know this. That's it's 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 going to a good place, but I'm really excited for the Deuce. Um, I think Jimmy Rex has had a really interesting arc over the last year, and he will, I'm sure, be in attendance for this next one. Well, we're actually gonna we're we're doing a. I'm teaming up with Jimmy for a BYU football podcast. <laughs> oh my! Okay, okay. the sports brothers. <laughs> oh. I think that name's already been taken, dude. If you no, there's, no, it's a difference. I I check with my lawyer. If you the athletic brothers, if you have a if you have a college football podcast with Jimmy Rex, it would be the best thing ever. I honestly can't. I I would pay. I would I would do a lot of things to be able to hear that podcast. I mean, oh. my DMs are open. Jimmy, holler at me. Oh, that would be so no. awesome. He okay. There's All right, no we'll way talk that later. guy has ever played a single snap. We'll figure it out. And it's not just the tapache that's making me think this is a good idea. This <laughs> oh, is... yes. The official uh, – we do have a beverage sponsor now. Dude, I can't stop – it's so good. I This stuff, tapache, I'm, I taste is, the grapefruit lime today. Is there, is there alcohol in that? No. This, oh, this shit, just, okay. It's like Mexican kombucha without caffeine. So. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's yeah. – I'd fuck with that. And they sell it at Harmon's and it's very good. Um, of course, yeah, dude. Harmon's. You're always up on the cool shit, man. I am not up on the cool shit, but I am up on cool drink shit because I just love drinks. I love beverages. And you asked before we started recording how Halloween was. Mm-hmm. It was a beverage heavy, heavy Halloween. But I felt I mean, it's it's November 1st today. Start of a new month. October was a very powerful month. I feel like I, I felt good. I, I turned a busiest month. Significant my age. Yeah, there's that, too. But it, I felt like it was just a solid really good october i don't know about you guys but i i, I had a great i mean it was a, it was a it was a roller coaster a month but I, I i really enjoyed it but we're moving into the the final stages of the year we're a week away from um the most consequential election of our lives in which evan mcmullen is taking on 
Senator Mike Lee for the uh, hearts and minds of the, the state. Undisputed heavyweight champion of Utah. Yeah, but how was how, how was your your Halloween? So you, uh, Greg, I, I saw you in a few different get-ups. Did you go trick-or-treating last night or how did I that did. go? I did. Of nice. course I did. Love that. Did, did you go as I'm, I'm a male like influencer to? slash dad influencer <laughs> slash trail influencer. It's unclear if you'll be the dad influencer going into the next year. You did well, advocate we're gonna, people leaving I'm, their I, lives I am going to talk to my lawyer and we're going to figure something out. Okay, good. L- listen, Greg does the work of two men, an absentee father and a father who steps up. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't be this. I can't be a stepdad if I'm an actual dad. Yeah, that, this is true. So um, I will say that uh, I can't remember how many weeks ago at this point, but we did. We released an episode called the Indignity Index. And of course, we talked about <laughs> the Dignity Index that's being that, that's being used to really tamper down. Uh, this rules so much. It's people's rules. You know, there there's fury going into this election. We just saw this with. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband being hit with a hammer and we I think the dignity index is needed more now than ever and when we did our episode about this it was week one um, of the dignity index but we have now hit week four they just released and, and they've been releasing these every Friday I believe wait whatever what's the 30th what was the 30th Saturday yeah or sunday that's sunday okay yeah. at least this one on a sunday i are doing this week by week on the sunday. lord's day yeah on I the can't lord's day um <sighs> so <laughs> that, that's good. not respecting other people's beliefs it, it really isn't um so this is what um they gave a preface for this week it says when we were in the early stages of testing out the dignity index this is something that they tested oh now they're they're tried and true they've been doing this for four weeks now yeah it, it they is got true. the bugs out we're they good are, they are seasoned veterans uh so first um a republican woman from rural utah not sure if this was from rural utah where we just saw a bunch of uh kids in blackface in a Walmart, but we'll we'll talk about that later. We want to be able to stand up for what we believe in, maybe like wearing blackface in a Walmart without getting attacked and <laughs> without attacking. That's a good test for the dignity index to become helpful. It has to be clear to everyone that the index is entirely compatible with saying what you believe in, standing up for justice and holding people accountable. It's fascinating. We fully believe that it is, but sometimes people tell us that they like that they have to speak with contempt when people do things that they believe are wrong, if they th- that if they speak with contempt, they can keep people in line. And if they don't speak with contempt, they're just letting people get away with things. We disagree. We believe that challenging people without contempt works better because we avoid language that makes people angry. We focus attention on the issue, not the individual. But uh, what's funny is they focus almost not at all on the issue. They focus entirely on the tone of how people are speaking. And not about the issue itself, but that's Hitler, fine. I don't know if I like the words you're using right now. I listen. <laughs> I listened to something the other day that somebody called Kanye Yadolf, and I. Oh my god! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so somebody called Kyrie. What is it, Adolf Brickler? Because he was uh, shooting like three of fourteen. We we didn't talk about it, but the Jazz being extremely good right now is just it's so it's, fucking cool, it's man. So funny! It's so fun. And it's so it. funny, dude. The vibes so, are so good. Yeah, we got we got a we got a bunch of people getting threes this week. Um, a lot of threes, a lot of fours. 
they're really focused on Evan McMullen. A lot of fours. Yeah. <laughs> it's why I had to shut down the Taj Mahal, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump walking through the China Club in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. They gave Evan McMullen a three for this one, which is kind of funny. He said, my opponent's campaign is being bankrolled by special interest groups, PACs, and, and party bosses, but mine isn't. I made a promise to Utahns that I would, take, I would not take a dime from these dark money groups. I can't be bought, and I refuse to serve as anybody's political puppet. I will also mention that he – I was thinking again about him, how his big whole, whole thing is like trying to become the uh, Joe Manchin of Utah and how <laughs> – how that's like something to aspire to incredible so i want cool. to blow my fucking brains out like best 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 case scenario he's a joe mansion and who like literally everyone hates joe Manchin. like that's for some people that seems to be the selling point of like utah could be one of the most powerful states in the union i don't want i don't want I don't evan want mcmullen it. to be no. like the the balance of power i don't want to sit insane. here and like watch Evan McMullen self suck for the next six years. I can't yeah. wait. It's not going to happen, but I can't I wait. Don't want Kristen Cinema who doesn't wear pastel colors. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Evan McMullen were to come out as bisexual and start wearing funky glasses, then you know maybe I'd entertain it. But I think we're a little far from that. So they gave him a three, and they said this message start with some. This message starts with some four charges: bankrolled by special interest groups, etc. This says he's not one of us. He's working for them, not for you. But the phrase, I can't be bought, I refuse to serve as anybody's political puppet, is a moral character attack and puts this charge at a, in all caps, three, to make oh, an argument with dignity. No. <laughs> this is so insane. To make an argument with dignity and without contempt for the other side, criticism should be grounded in words, actions, and outcomes. This is such a principle Skinner bullshit system. <laughs> I they literally yeah. just said that they think they should focus on the issues and not the individual. That's the they couldn't be they couldn't be doing it the more opposite than what they just said. We believe that challenging people without contempt works better because we avoid language that makes everyone angry and we focus attention on the issue, not the individual. What, how are they doing that? They're only focusing on what the individual is saying and the words in which they say. So um, yeah, kind of. You know, it's solid three for Evan McMullen on this one. Um, let's see. So they gave uh, Senator Mike Lee a three where he says inflation is is delaying Americans retirement, offsetting their wage increases and stealing their savings. Utahns cannot afford Democrats reckless spending any longer. That's I, OK. My OK. Well, I'll, I'm going to read their issue with what he said, and then I'll give my issue with what he said, where I think that maybe the we, the indignity index should should kick in. This is a two part charge that conveys the message. They're the bad people responsible for all the bad things, which is a three. The statement that inflation is, quote, stealing their savings, combined with the statement that Utahns cannot afford, quote, Democrats reckless spending ties Democrats to, quote, stealing to make the. the to make the case with dignity, Senator Lee could make an explicit link between spending and inflation, name the specific spending cuts he would make and other steps he would take to reduce inflation. This is such nerd bullshit, I swear, because <laughs> these people just want everyone to campaign with a fucking graph. That's it. I know. It's so insane. I feel, I mean, like he's lying. Like they won't just be like, 
he's lying about this because the the it, it, okay so in the debate between Mike Lee and, and Evan McMullen did we talk about that? I can't remember if we like how much. Me and it Greg was two hours of them agreeing with each other. Yeah, that was. I, I think I, I might not have been on that one, but I, one of like the starkest points of that whole thing was when Mike Lee described this situation of there's this woman in Utah who's working three jobs or something to to make ends meet to get by, and then he went on to describe how the reason why she's having to do that is exactly what he says here is Democrats reckless spending is what's causing her to have to work three jobs. And then Evan McMullen gave his rebuttal in which he completely agreed with Mike Lee. He agreed with the framing. He agreed with the cause of the problem. And the only point that he disagreed with Mike Lee on was that he thinks Mike Lee hasn't done a good enough job at stifling spending by the federal government. So like, because that's the situation we're in, we have the dignity index simply parsing through like the superlatives that Mike Lee is using in his tweets and how undignified they are. Instead of just being like, all of this is complete bullshit. Everyone here is lying. And we can give these little dumbass number associations to these tweets. It means less than nothing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking Twitter report. It's so, it, and it's it's not it's not it's grading them on the most completely used like the fact are people paid to do this like i i honestly cannot believe how stupid this is and we made a whole episode joking about this i i was reading through this earlier the fact that anyone is seriously involved in this and this isn't complete satire is just completely mind-blowing to me because this is the dumbest thing i've ever read kyle yes I would like to introduce you to political science. <laughs> is, is this what is this what you got your degree in? Was the dignity index? Yeah, I mean, essentially, yes. Um, Unbelievable. No, I am the first person to say that political science is like the most bullshit field of you study possible. Nerd. Like after the 2016 election, I almost just like lit my di- diploma on fire. It's like, why do I even have this anymore? Yeah, but I'm the fact. But the, the fact that you have these guys like, mm, I just don't know. This doesn't give me good vibes because you said that your opponent uh, lied about his statements on giving Americans backbreaking austerity. <laughs> Four. I'm sorry. Like it's it's how it's completely you? it's completely inadequate for like the current moment we find ourselves into like. Like a guy tried to kill Paul Pelosi with a hammer. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 it's honest. It's so, it's so insane to me that like anyone could, could be proud of of the work they're doing here. The other thing is that like they've done this for four weeks now. Do they think they're making a difference at all? Like, do they think that like Evan McGowan is like, shit. The Dignity Index gave me a three on that tweet, and I need to rethink what I'm doing, or Mike Lee, or anyone. It's I, to think I literally that they think, that think we're the difference. O- I literally think we're the only people looking at this shit. I, <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. Oh my, oh man. I mean, okay. So the last one, the last one. Uh, I, I can't. I you know, I was gonna read this long one they had. It's so stupid. I can't. I can't even believe it. But. Um, you know, this is a national movement to encourage Americans to reject the us versus them thinking and stands together in common purpose. 
Um, the Dignity Index was developed in partnership with behavioral scientists, in parentheses, who should be arrested. That's interesting. And other experts. And the demonstration project is being guided by researchers at the University of Utah. Um, anyway, so I've got a list of ma- I'm making, just, you know, keeping track. Uh, hope everyone's doing well there. 116 followers on Twitter. <laughs> awesome. How many of those are just caused because we are the we're talking about this garbage um none but our governor is one of them (sighs) (laughs) mr mr civility wait do they have two twitters the dignity is it the dignity index yes it's it's just that one there's that second one's i guess someone took the name but they went with it anyway oh yeah you know as an influencer podcast between Jordan and I, I think we can officially say that if you want to be an actual influencer, <laughs> at least a thousand followers, bare minimum. Uh, you're, you're rookie numbers, man. No one's going to take you seriously. Let's, let's pump those say, up, man. I'll also say their header Your follower is just, count is a two. The, uh, the header is a picture of a guy and a girl, and they're just looking at each other, and there's a f- number on each one of their heads. It's like they're just like rating each person as they look at each other. This, this looks like, like the cover of like a Matt Walsh race <laughs> science movie. Like, <laughs> what is He's a woman? Giving, <laughs> He's like giving this woman's skull a seven. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That sucks, man. God damn. Oh. Um, but yeah, anyway, October was good. We move into November. I mentioned that we were a week away from... We're not nutting, the, we're not nutting and we're not shaving. That's right. It's so... Oh, yeah. It was sober October. We're moving into no nut November. And we're going to um, gobble gobble everything. That's right. <laughs> and as part of that, we're becoming Twitch streamers for a night. So we will be, I believe, on Twitch... I, I'm saying this to commit to it because I want it to happen. So if I may, if I say it, it's going to be real. We will probably be live streaming. We will be sorry. We will be live streaming at least part of the evening on Tuesday. Um, yeah, come, some of come join races. us. I'm going to huff paint. <laughs> I'm going to do something until I get us, you know, banned. Yeah, we'll see how long that takes. I don't know. Like, are we gonna play? I have I have Modern Warfare two that I can play on stream. Sick. I can do the mission where you assassinate Suleimani. That's pretty cool. That's so um, wild, man. Yeah, they don't say it. They don't. They change his name, but you, we all know what we're doing. Um. Yeah. So we could do that, but uh, other than that, yeah. So we'll be on on the uh the streaming services on on tuesday probably twitch and maybe youtube we'll see we just gotta figure out how to use the internet um but yeah as i mentioned evan mcmullen um is taking on mike lee and the most recent uh polls that came out on this topic were uh mike lee up by 10 points that's what i yeah that's what i saw as well (laughs) um so that was about (laughs) (laughs) just another failed cia mission i okay i i i'm not i hmm. a legacy of assholes i will say if you want to if you feel like we do and if you want to be if you want to 
I think as I described, put your face in a blender, or if you want a reason to put your face in a blender, just go to the r slash Salt Lake City subreddit and see how people want to put my tender face in a blender. <laughs> you know, like every time I go to that like subreddit, I'm just like, oh god. I this is why I don't go on Reddit. On that. Well, this is why I'm a an water influencer. Okay, well, some some of Reddit for like DIY stuff and like other things just can be useful. And like I learn about, <clears throat> and then I go on the local city subreddit, and I'm just like, damn, everyone here is insane. <laughs> and the the comments for I mean on any of these posts are so crazy. It's so cool. These um, guys are our neighbors. Yeah, it's like more racist next door. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that's pretty tough to do, and God especially damn. as someone who, uh, yeah, I I'm on next door, and I read You're a lot next of those door posts. sicko. There's like, oh man, there's I am a next door sicko. It's crazy the stuff that people get upset about when they like see they just will like see someone who's not white walking around and like they've called the FBI. But there's like uh, multiple not posts. Not even the police who just go straight to the FBI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just like not a chance. We're not we're we're, we're going straight to the feds with this one. Um, but yeah, so there's, I mean, VIP level, that's like Toyota club level, Karen. (laughs) Toyota, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, it's exactly that. And, um, I mean, look, I, I, there's people in here blaming gerrymandering for what's going on, uh, which the Senate is a statewide race. So not sure how that can happen. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think maybe, you should just vote, nominate somebody that people want to vote for. I think yeah, vote for Jordan Carter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Greg. Yeah, I know. I didn't read through the replies, but Greg posted a picture that he had written in Jordan Clarkson for uh, Senate. Tell us about the journey you've taken since that moment. I'm just here for vibes, man. <laughs> Dude, people were pissed. The jazzer. <laughs> My favorite thing is. Is when people are like, by doing this, you're throwing away your vote and you might as well be voting for Mike Lee. No, I'm pretty sure though it was literally your de facto voting for Mike Lee. Yeah, I'm de- which like you do understand like the the inverse of that works as well. Like by me not voting for Mike Lee, I'm de facto voting for Evan voting McMullen. McMullen. So That's like right. take your victory lap and then put my dick in your mouth. Damn. Get them, Greg. Absolutely get them. I just, I just, I don't care. Yeah, me neither. What do, you, what do you want me to, you want me to vote for, you want me to save democracy by electing Paul Ryan's policy guy? And also, if my opinion that mattered that much or any of ours, uh, then you should have just nominated. Like I would have, you know I would have, I would have told people to vote for Kale Weston a bazillion times over Evan McMullen. Yeah, yeah. Like, who, who do you? And he's think, just like a normal whatever Democrat. Yeah, yeah. He, he's boring, but at least he's not gonna like vote to get like Antonin Scalia's clone on the bench. Like, you know, honestly, you know what I would have done if if the Utah Democrats had. I mean, again, like it's not. No one cares what what I think or whatever. But if, if they had actually nominated somebody worth voting for, I would have like actually maybe done stuff for that that campaign to try, especially in lieu, in, like in in the fallout from from the Dobbs decision. Uh, that actually would have been something I would have dedicated some time to. But like to I yeah. I I cannot I cannot be arsed about uh, 
getting votes up for another Republican. That's ridiculous. Yeah, especially because his entire campaign has been like, I was in the CIA. I have a family. I don't take money from special interests. Yeah. Vote for me. Which is funny because that's like indecipherable from a lot of like Utah Democrat campaigns because they just run the absolute worst campaigns humanly possible, which is mainly just like, I'm a nice guy. I have a non-threatening family. I'm also white. Vote for me. Yep. That's ridiculous. So, okay. So we've got some headlines to get to. <clears throat> we've got a few extras because it's been a, it's been a busy, busy a few couple weeks. weeks. Yeah, I haven't recorded it recently. On the news. Um, nope, we but yeah. I uh, so Greg. Well, before Greg, before you take it away, Jordan, why don't you hit that drop for us? And is this the new version of the drop? Is that what's happening every week from now on? I you, you just have to see. All right, Greg, take it away. I can't All believe right. we're going to have to do this. We're going to do this for about the next hour or so. I have a feeling. All right, let's go. All we're, right, let's, let's get, get into this. Uh, I, alluded, I alluded to this first one earlier. Hell line number one. I was told Utah wasn't racist. So from the Salt Lake Tribune, Cedar City police are working to identify three teens who were involved in a verbal confrontation at a Walmart on Halloween while wearing blackface and black and white striped prison costumes uh, a video of the confrontation which initially appeared on tiktok and since went viral on a variety of social media platforms has triggered widespread outrage and condemnation uh including from our governor spencer cox which i don't know why he would condemn his voter base but that's neither here nor there um <laughs> the footage depicts the three teens wearing blackface along with a young woman outfitted in a police costume all of whom were scolded for being racist by the person apparently filming who was off camera i like I, I don't like but isn't it it's more it's insane that not only did they do blackface they like took it to another level by doing like the prisoner costume like what the hell was that I, yeah that was entirely new because usually when you have like blackface in utah it's just the uh i'm gonna dress up as carl malone and like yeah they do the jimmy my, kimmel <laughs> yeah they do the jimmy kimmel um i'm gonna but, eat a holidays <laughs> yeah, but no one ever goes the next level where it's like, oh yeah, I'm a prisoner, which means I'm a criminal and I'm black, which is because yeah, black people do lots of crimes. LOL, that's the joke. That would have been like an office joke in like 2003 when that was somehow acceptable, but somehow that is not anymore. But it works. I mean, like Cedar City is perpetually in 2003, right? They're pretty, yeah. I mean, Cedar City fa famously has that gas station with like all those sticker stands that are just all like the Confederate meme stickers, you know what I'm talking about? I can't oh, remember yeah. which one it is, but people, I, I used to see some of those posts that were like, okay, I stopped at that same gas station at Cedar City and look at this shit. And they've got like, like you know, when you go to a, a rural gas station and they've got like a whole clothing section. Oh yeah, of course. It's like that, but they like all have Confederate flags, and you're like, I got a Why? fucking awesome Guns and Roses T-shirt at like some stand outside of Beaver. There we go. Yeah, see, there we go. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there is the there's all, all purchases. <laughs> there's the uh, the is it in Beaver the gas station with the petting zoo? No, that's uh, Scipio. It's Sivio. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. got the it's got the the Dairy Queen there too. 
Oh <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You get a pet a goat, you get a blizzard. It's Yeah. So I mean this one caught this one caught the eyes of a lot of people. People were pointing out that Donovan Mitchell uh liked a tweet regarding some somebody doesn't live there anymore like, you don't get a fucking complain you fucking losers yeah somebody was like can you well i, I think someone was like can you blame donovan for not wanting to be in utah anymore and he liked yeah it was tweet. me oh did he there was one tweet that he liked that i wasn't from you it was from someone else yeah um where someone was like oh yeah i'll like, pull Donovan's it up right clearly now. aware of this but like i mean someone else was mentioning about like we covered this a lot in the beginning of our podcast when we were talking a lot about sports at the time because Donovan Mitchell was a pretty um, outspoken and like proactively outspoken person about like what was taking place uh, in the summer of 2020. And the speaker of the was he the speaker? What's or he's the, he's the pre- president of the Senate, Jay Stewart Adams at yeah, the time. Jay Stewart Adams is president of the Senate, so who's like also the big Alec guy? He was essentially telling Donovan Mitchell he didn't know what he was talking about. He like didn't know um, really anything about <laughs> about the issue. So yeah, I mean it's pretty clear that Donovan Mitchell in particular has some feelings about. Um, certain aspects of this state which we're all pretty aware of and certain people are acutely aware of because they actually have to face it so um yeah just kind of a bummer um all around and really i I think these were like high school kids probably uh they got kicked out of the walmart i know a lot of people like doxed them and like showed who they are and all that but which good i mean it's (sighs) Yeah, sucks it, to it's suck, so man. Bad. Like, no, I mean, you know, at this point, like, you have to le- legitimately live under a rock to not understand, like, that shit yeah. is wildly malicious and racist. And like, yep. sorry, again, yep. like, play which, stupid which, games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, you're gonna go you know, that's like cliche, that. like, but that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're sorry, just trying, but you fuck just around. To be and that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, like, it, like we were saying before too. Like, it's a big difference between like the Jimmy Kimmel dresses Carl Malone, which you try and have plausible deniability, but still terrible. And this one's just straight up racist. Like there's no, there's no interpretation you can give to be like, well, actually maybe they just didn't know when they made three people, black guys in the chain gang. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. It was literally like chain gang costumes and somebody should have showed them our episode about Halloween costumes, courtesy of the Desert News, because we all could have avoided this if they all just dressed up as like hamburgers or whatever. That again, we have was saying. we've restructured the Patreon. It's much more affordable. <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> only, there's no excuse. If you want to become part of the woke left, <laughs> the woke right. liberal agenda, uh, and support the Desert News, it's only two dollars a month, folks. Yeah, man. A, I cup, when I was a cup of hot chocolate. I won't even say a cup of coffee. We can just give it to them for free if it's going to yeah, make sure. kids yeah. avoid doing uh, blackface jailhouse <laughs> rock costumes. If, um, if your kids are on the fence about doing blackface, DM one of us and we will give you our episodes for free. Are your That's kids we thinking care about, about blackface? our community? <laughs> Here at Brigham Young Money, we have established a task force. <laughs> An anti-blackface yeah. task force. I, I feel that's like direct we, action. Baby. And we're practice. giving it away for free, like I, good socialists. I need to make one of my soundboard buttons. The the more you know sound. <laughs> 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 
Listen, you can ruin your life by doing blackface at a Walmart in Southern Utah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. I mean, I, when I, as soon as I saw that, I saw the video before I saw that it was in Utah. I was like, damn, these kids look like Utah kids. <laughs> and yeah. then I saw that it was Cedar City. And I was like, oh, Brayden, Caden, and Jaden. One of them's oh. literally one of. I think one of them's name is Br- Brayton with B R A Y T O N, if I remember correctly. Like Brighton, but with an A. Is it listen, Brayton? Uh, hold on. Listen, name one of your kids that God, is I fucking love Utah. Even when your kids that is essentially just saying the N word. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> I can't. Oh, it is Brayton. Damn. Oh my God. B R A Y T O N. Let's Damn, fucking go, crazy. Phillies. Top of the ninth, two outs, seven zero, Philadelphia. Shouts out. All right, Greg, take us to the next one. Oh yeah, we got more. We've already been recording for 36 minutes. We've got more. <laughs> I don't have like a, I don't have a, a headline for uh-huh. this uh, okay. other than just Paul Pelosi, um, which is kind of a funny headline in and of itself. <laughs> uh, from Politico, the Justice Department charged 42-year-old uh, DePape. Yeah, that's how you say it. DePape, DePape. I don't know his DePape first name. DePape is pretty good, though. I was De going with DePape Johns. <laughs> Dude, De Papa came in with a hammer and he couldn't stop saying the N-word. This was the this was the day of reckoning. <laughs> the 42-year-old De Papa Johns with assault and attempted kidnapping of the speaker. Right, it's not funny that he like almost killed his old I man. Know. But. Kidnapping of the speaker following the alleged break-in at the Pelosi home in California. He was a follower of political conspiracy theories, including the false claim that the 2020 election was stolen. Yeah, he was uh, on some like COVID denialism stuff as well. He was on like a bunch of different shit. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, the San Francisco DA, Brooke Jennings, charged to Papa John's. Uh, <laughs> do you think he knows the Parmesan Parian? Uh, with so attempted dumb. murder. <laughs> Residential. Let me finish. Sorry. Residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder, and threats to a public official and their family. Um, And then Jordan, go ahead and take it away. So the response to this one has been pretty. um, Dude, the Matt Walsh tweets are so. I didn't see his tweets. I just saw. He's such a sicko, dude. I've only seen Glenn Greenwald's, and then like Dave Rubin was riffing off of off of Glenn's thread. But like, that's it. Yeah, it's it's been pretty horrific. I mean, well, okay. Well, I will say with Glenn in particular, this was the day that Lula beat Bolsonaro in the election, and like there was widespread attempts to try to like stifle the lula vote like the there were like highway patrolmen like shutting down roads and and people there were there was just videos of crazy stuff going on and glenn was tweeting out like he was doing the very delicate dance he does where he like really nods and leaves some space for like conspiracy type stuff without with enough plausible deniability because he's like a he's a lawyer so he speaks like that and he acts like that on twitter um but that's how he was spending his morning but sorry continue jordan so you don't have to look up the tweets for like Matt Walsh or anything. Like that. It's not worth getting into. But there were like three different lines of thought that pretty much came down to the, re- the re- reaction from conservatives. Uh, first off was uh, he must be gay, which, of course, <laughs> dude, <laughs> he wanted like, some of that Pelosi. Oh. oh, my. Oh, oh my. God. <laughs> 
don't don't think about it too much because honestly, like the whole thing is like, oh, he's a San Francisco Democrat, so he must be, he must gay. be gay. Oh, he's a San Francisco like, Democrat. Let's blame it on the gays. Just like as a yeah. reaction, is just it wild, wild yeah. move. And like, if you see the Papa John or whatever, like the dude's like a forty-two-year-old guy with a double chin and a neck beard. Like, I'm pretty sure, like if if Paul Pelosi was trying to get some hard trade or something like that, he could probably do a little bit better than that guy but yeah besides the point like the, the i whole, mean the dude has like how many millions of dollars in like insider trading money i'm sure you can afford some twinks yeah also like he's a he's an 82 year old guy who just likes to get drunk at vineyards and like try and drive like <laughs> like that's his mo like not Which, 2 like, a.m who among us <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think he's into. Who doesn't like, like driving on expert mode? It's fun. Well, oh I don't think gosh. he's like into like this is an two anti drunk driving podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't like drunk driving. Um, please drink responsibly. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's into two a.m. like sex parties in his house at on a Thursday night. Like that doesn't seem like his mo. And if it is, he's gonna do it in like the hotel room from from Requiem for a Dream, like. That that's yeah. him more likely than like inviting some sort of vagrant into his house to like beat him with a hammer. But like also just going on from that too, like the second response was like, this is more like the Spencer Cox re- reaction to like the, we need to lower the temperature on <laughs> politics. It's just getting too hot. Yeah. Yeah. And none of that's ever accompanied by like things you could do to actually do that. Like no one ever, wants to address like the material concerns of like people who might be talked into doing things like this too. Um, like there's, there, there's probably a reason why three successful presidential assassinations happened within like the gilded age when, you know, there was no protections for literally anyone in America. Like, um, for example, um, James Garfield got shot by a guy who was kind of mad as a shithouse rat who thought he could be the ambassador to Austria. No yeah. one really helped him too much. Uh, William McKinley got shot by Re- was it Leon Shogosh, who um, was a loner, out-of-work steel worker who was enamored with Emma Goldman. And wanted to impress her and also show up all the anarchists in his group that said he was a LARPer. And so he shot the president. <laughs> that'll, that'll show him. Well, I, I, he probably got some attaboys from like the anarchist group right before he got the electric chair at Sing Sing. <laughs> but, you know, that's metal it is what fuck, it is, man. And like, but like this guy like lived out of like a storage unit in Berkeley, like yeah he wasn't doing good and like the same thing too like people brought up like the steve scalise shooting and all that too that dude was living in his van like a lot of these people reach that don't give a fuck mode i'm just gonna go for it when they don't have anything to live for like if you get people to that point with their material conditions you're gonna see more of this like when when like the zeitgeist is this crazy it's usually also accompanied by like a a pretty gradual drop in material conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm honestly surprised yeah. we don't see, I know other people have pointed this out in, 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 in other situations, but like with the amount of mass shootings we see, it's, 
it's always been fascinating that uh, mass shooters in this country turn their targets onto just like other people, um, like other just normal people, which is insane. And I'm not con- encouraging any political violence. I'm just saying like I- I'm surprised that this type of thing doesn't happen more often. It's, I mean, it's really interesting that like the American brain is just like – I don't know what exactly it is, but seems to just always turn against like other kids at school or random people at a parade or people at a Walmart or at a grocery store. It's just um, it's interesting. Like we have so many of these of like, you know, there are so many different things influencing why so many people in this country are so deeply mentally ill in in a lot of different ways. And there are, of course, like biological reasons for that. But there are also things that this country does to just completely devalue human life um, that makes people go insane. Yeah. Uh, And I'm just surprised like this type of thing doesn't happen more. Maybe maybe it will in the future. But like the whole turning down the temperature thing is completely meaningless if you're not doing anything to actually address like what might be making people insane in this country. If you if you look at a graph of like mass shootings in America, there is a very high raise from about 2008 onwards. Yeah. Like we don't like to talk about that very much too, because it, you know, kind of sort of undermines our entire political economy, but the uh, thoughts and prayers, what can we do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, but the third thing that conservatives love to bring up was Rand Paul for some reason, because um, well, Rand Paul was also attacked. All right. First of all, that was not political violence. Um, <laughs> was that his neighbor just hating him and they got in a fight about something? Because he was, like, was dumping was his a, grass on the guy's yard or something, yeah, right? It was a lawn clipping uh, incident. <laughs> um, and Rand Paul's, Rand Paul's anest- a fucking asshole. Yeah. Rand Paul's anesthesiologist neighbor <laughs> decided to take matters into his own hand and spear him. Just give him the Goldberg. I yeah. just love this neighborhood of two like like incredibly rich medical field employees just beefing with each other in front of their like multi-million dollar homes about lawn clipping clippings. Yeah. This anesthesiologist in like a gated community in like white flight, Kentucky was definitely, (laughs) was definitely a member of Antifa. White flight, Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, A guy that probably like hand delivered a donation to Rand Paul. Is but, somehow a, me- a member yeah. of Antifa. But you know what? I really respect conservatives for finally bringing attention to the plight of white on white crime. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen some of like, the Kentucky. responses. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen like a lot of the responses from like Republicans on this, but they're all campaigning essentially like on joking about this and being like, I just like I saw, I think it was it was either Carrie I think it was Carrie Lake essentially saying like oh yeah they all want this to be a, a conspiracy theory of some kind like it was actually the left that did this but she was saying like oh yeah you know uh, like Nancy gets so like so much protection at home it's crazy that they can't afford that kind of thing back in San Francisco and they all just like laugh and he ha and knee slap about that which it's like not even a like they she didn't even make a joke. And then I, I heard people like, I can't remember who it was, may have been Charlie Kirk, actually. But the way they try to describe this guy, they try to make him sound like he's like on the left or whatever um, and try to obfuscate like this guy's actual like political beliefs. Um, well, the guy was like might a, have been influenced by. Well, the guy was like a granola type guy, too. I mean, right. like he was a Berkeley, like he was like famously married to like the 
like some sort of famous nudist in Berkeley or whatever, like doesn't matter. But like <laughs> anyone is susceptible to like right wing media if you blow it into your brain right. like 24 hours a day. Yeah, that's and, what's that's what's so interesting. Like they don't understand that they have actually like infiltrated the brains of a lot of people who they would describe as like blue haired hippies or whatever. Yeah, so many like new age people who like who like the inroads into their brain was just like I don't accept traditional medical knowledge, and then like COVID drove them insane. Yeah, dude. Like QAnon Anonymous did so many different episodes where they went to like these Q gatherings that were like wellness conventions or whatever that were just like also cute like there there is an entirely new contingent of 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 like these types of that that were that you know have probably been more traditionally thought of as being like hippie people and just kind of been like maybe traditionally associated with the left that are very much not (laughs) on that side of things at all remotely anymore and like this is pretty this is another example of that kind of thing where you know, the somebody who may have just at one point described himself as like a free thinker. It's crazy how all these free thinking people end up at the same exact conclusions about like, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, it's our Jews next and COVID and yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it's it's just another one of those things that like. And like their idea too is like, well, what's more likely that this guy just, you know, went crazy from watching conservative media or actually he was Paul Pelosi's gay lover who was trading drugs for some sort of like secret. doesn't matter. Like, but we've all known people who have just nuked their brain on right wing media to the point where like they don't want to go outside anymore. I know. Like, people like. Did you guys see the post of like every like that one like dude who's like I don't go into cities anymore? I know, dude. The conservative that brain is, is being favorite, like a, that is my favorite shit. Being a tough guy who's a scared who's scared of going to the downtown of his dude. The masculinity grifter, like the actual alpha con dudes, you know, whose like whole big thing are like being like big tough guys who spend all their time in the gym and aren't scared of anyone and like gonna show you how to how to like be a man also would like wet their pants at any BART station. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane, dude. No, like, it, it really drop, is something. Drop them off in uh in like East Oakland and they may as well just like be in the Sahara Desert. Like they would they would run to the nearest business they could, call the cops and wait for them to show up. Like that's <laughs> that's all they would do in like a Despite place like Oakland. being uh draped in 80 pounds of tactical gear yeah that's the thing like all these guys like love to drive like their f-350 tactical vehicles that the only practical purpose of that is to just mow down pedestrians they look like they look like the type of thing you would see in a monster movie they are they're literally bigger than world war ii tanks yeah i think we've (laughs) talked about that it's so fucking cool wow and and they're always open mow down a six-year-old on a scooter in your suburban neighborhood yeah, you have to have front-facing cameras. How insane is that, Fuck, man? This country. Yeah, they it, really it, do have front-facing cameras. I mean, I, I see why because like you can't see fifteen feet in front of you because of no. how tall like the front yeah, end is. There is no visibility in those things, and <clears throat> like also like I saw plenty of things like, well, you know, if Paul Pelosi would have had a gun, he would have been able to stop it. He was like, yeah, man, that would have definitely happened. Yeah, that's what we want is an eighty-two-year-old man at. Waking up at or woken up at 2 a.m. to start shooting at random. That's what we want. It, yeah. These like, fucking, I, 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 these fucking idiots, dude. 
I think I made a post about that too, but like the hyper masculine, like the hyper, like competent violence that's like carried out in like American films and television shows, like makes every single human being in this country think that they could be Rambo for some reason. I mean, all you have to do, sorry, Greg, continue. And it's like the whole thing that you get with like people who think porn sex is like real sex. It's the same thing. Yeah. Sorry. Like you're not a porn star and you're not going to fuck like a porn star the same way. You're not fucking John, John wick. You're not. I mean, I was thinking about that in like, like what you were saying, Jordan, uh, that it's, it's so common. I see that so common here on like our local news. Like if you go on to any KSL article about like a break in or like crime, like residential crime like that or something like that, people are just, they act like they're just begging for that to happen so they can shoot someone. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish a motherfucker would. Yeah. That's how they all act. It's like, Oh my, like, Oh, I just, desperate for someone to break in my house so i can shoot them like that's like a very common american brain thought which is so deeply it's the mark Wahlberg i would have stopped 9-11 of america (laughs) it is dude except it's just every suburb it's it's like it's it's just pervaded every fucking like dumb right-wing asshole yeah he's like 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 a granular level of like their home just begging for someone to break in so you can shoot someone with a, with a shotgun. Like we talk about another dumb asshole. I mean, that's yes. what Kyle Rittenhouse did. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Yes. All right. So hellline number, which one are we on? Three. Number three. Three. Kyrie Slurving. <laughs> nice. From the New York Times, that's guard Kyrie Irving doubled down on his support of an anti-Semitic documentary and a, quote, New World Order conspiracy theory about secret societies during a testy news conference Saturday night, a day after his team's owner chastised him for supporting the film. The conspiracy theory pushed uh, by the InfoWars host Alex Jones, uh, recently in the headlines, Falsely suggests that people in the government are working to enslave the human population by, uh, among other message or methods, releasing viruses. Quote, history is not supposed to be hidden from anybody, unquote, Kyrie Irving said as he defended himself for posting a link on Twitter to the 2018 documentary <clears throat> Hebrews to Negroes Wake Up Black America, which espouses several anti-Semitic tropes <laughs> and several athletes have defended Kyrie and liked his posts. And what appears to be an unsettling trend of anti-Semitism, including Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson and Timberwolves center Rudy Gobert. How pissed do you have to be if you're Myers Leonard? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did just recently lose his job at Donda Academy. Oh, Wait, did, did are you being are you joking or did he actually work there? No, he didn't work there. I was okay, because that seems like something that that Kanye would do is hiring. Oh yeah, absolutely. Myers Leonard to he saw, a video, he saw a video of that Twitch stream and I dude the DMs. Like I mentioned earlier, like all this free thinking stuff, it's crazy how it just ends up at the exact same spot with all of them. Yeah, they yeah. I think they're be like breaking out of some paradigm and they're becoming like so actually woke to the, like the true things but what they end up doing is just believing in alex jones and they think that there's because people because alex jones gets banned on everything like there's something inherently true or like secret yeah it's about the secret what society saying. shit yeah yeah but it's like That's why he dude, was making be- eight hundred thousand dollars a day after he got banned from instagram and twitter and the rest of the social yeah. medias i i but like the reason why he gets banned from places is because he can't stop like starting harassment campaigns on 
parents who like whose child was shot to death with an assault rifle or something like that's why he can't be online is because he cannot not do that and he did that he he like ruined people's lives compounding on how their lives were already ruined for like a decade so like the reason why his stuff is so like hard to find or whatever why he's kicked off the internet is because he has some deep truths that the that the that the jewish elites don't want you to know about is because he can't stop like ruining people's lives online. Like that's his yeah, whole, yeah. that's the whole thing. And I mean, like <clears throat> in conspiracy circles anyway, you're always just playing like five degrees of separation, except for it's just the Jews always, always like, like no matter what, like everything you go to Florida in the water, or if it's, yeah. I don't know, making the frogs Walker ranch, or I don't know, is there actually gold in Fort Knox? Like, Every single one you go, you're always like two or three separations away from like, oh, yeah, the, the, the Jews control everything. Yeah. Which is and I think like it's gotten worse in the last like 10 years. I don't know if it's because, uh, yeah, it, it is weird. I don't know what's going on with that, like why that in particular is getting worse. If It's like Q stuff or like what the deal is. But, yeah, it definitely seems like it's getting worse for some for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I think Jordan, you said it or you tweeted it out or something that there seems to be just a huge uh, problem with ra- it feels like we're raising a generation that is conflating intellectualism with contrarianism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a retweet I had, but yeah, yeah who said it? And well, I really think there's something to that, though. Oh, absolutely. As well as this whole thing about like you have to hear both sides, like the got to hear both sides thing is somehow like still credentialed and validated oh, in this dude. society. It's like, no, the, the one if that's it's, if it's total bullshit and if it's anti-Semitic and it's just absolute like debunked, disproved bullshit, you don't have to hear it. Yeah, Not at all. The, the the phrase that I've realized I've become really like averse to is do your own research. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. and like and it's so funny because like I'll hear it in the most like innocuous ways. Like I'll like I was watching like I was watching this guy talk about a camera that I was interested in. And he was like, yeah, man, like you guys should just do your own research about like what features or whatever. And I was like, the second he said do your own research, I was like, is there something like anti-Semitic about this camera that I should be aware of? Or like, is there something like it, it does Fujifilm like do COVID denial? Like, is that what's going on? But yeah, dude, their do your own research thing is another one. That's just like, it gets yeah. me every time I hear it's, it. It's, it's the paradox of tolerance, right? Yeah. Of like, you know, if you, if you are truly tolerant and accepting, accepting at some point you have to draw the line and be, you know, unaccepting or, or uh, intolerant of certain things. Yeah. Which I, 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 yeah, it's, it's paradoxical by nature, but it's kind of how you have to run your life. Like you don't have yeah. to give credence to a bunch of bullshit. You absolutely don't. I mean, it's, it's not just like do your own research to me too. Like anytime anyone says I'm a free thinker, I just <laughs> yeah. know yeah. I'm in for some bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, free thinker to me has just become synonymous with I'm a fucking dumb guy. Yeah, man. Which which sucks. Especially with like meme pages like Free Thought Project and things like that, which is like the Epoch Times. Oh, God. (laughs) But I mean, like, that's the thing, though, too, is like these people have like convinced themselves that like, well, actually, I know the secrets to the universe. It's everyone else that's wrong. Yeah. Like, 
I don't, I don't remember where I heard it, but like the person, someone said conspiracy theorists are like the last believers in like an ordered universe. And yeah, like, well, and it's, think it's that, easier to believe in that shit than, than actually face reality. Right. It is at a certain point, it, which is also like why you can tell like most of them don't actually believe it. They're just kind of in for the bit a bit because yeah, right. like, if you actually believe like, if you actually believe that schools everywhere were just like grooming facilities for like child rape, like you'd break in with like a fire axe and try and stop it. Yeah. Which is like why they don't. So obviously they don't believe that, which is why they allow them to exist to day after day. Um, which is why like the only real person who actually believed in anything was that guy who stormed in the comet ping pong with our AR 15 and then tried to liberate the children in the basement that didn't exist. Yeah, dude, that's why I'm <clears throat> that's why I get so confused about like, you know, why why political commentators or politicians or whatever get, you know, or they try to distance distance themselves from the actions of of people who believe what they say. Because I mean, you're exactly right. Like if you, if if these people believe abortion is murder, for instance, then they wouldn't be okay with it being legal in California, but illegal in Utah, for instance. So like, you know, from top to bottom, they're all bullshitting. So like when there are these people who take the logical step forward from what like they're being told by these people in power, whether it's in um, whether it's like on Fox News, if it's Tucker Carlson or if it's from, you know, the president or or other high ranking politicians, if they take like the things they say to their logical conclusion, then like the violence that results of that from that is. Uh, it makes sense, like why that happens, and so yeah, it's it's just. It's I really mean, shit. Uh, Herschel Walker's essentially paid for as many abortions as like a baseball team would field. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He's funded. Right, he's funded what could have been a starting lineup. It's he's pretty close. Greg, take us away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Hellline number four. Go have COVID somewhere else. The absolute <laughs> lad, the mad lad, Lula did it. Despite a real attempt at voter suppression by police in Northeast Brazil, a stronghold for Lula. Uh, according to the New York Times, Brazil's election chief ordered the head of the country's highway to to answer allegations that he had ordered traffic stops, particularly of buses transporting voters to the polls in an effort to suppress turnout in Sunday's presidential election. And as of Sunday afternoon, the Federal Highway Police had stopped more than 550 buses across the country, according to a federal highway officer with access to internal data who spoke on condition of anonymity. On Sunday, October 2nd, in the first round of voting, the Highway Police stopped nearly 300 buses, according to the officer and it didn't matter because bolsonaro ate a giant bowl of shit there there was nothing funnier there was nothing funnier than like the the day after the election and like the night of the election too was like bolsonaro just went to bed he's just so sad he's not talking to anyone he just turned the lights off dude did you guys see that bolsonaro and his wife like the second the election was over, they unfollowed each other on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Bolsonaro's wife was the one that posted it with like the Israel shirt the other day, which is just it's so weird. Um, but yeah, Bolsonaro has he, has he been found, or did he end and did he end up just like pulling a Hitler and like doming himself? <laughs> He's just a, listening to Hawthorne Heights and like his. <laughs> 
Fucking basement. I'm selfish. I am wrong. Yeah. Okay. If he's listening to dashboard, yeah. He. I mean, he's, he's not a, a dashboard guy, but he he's should. He's listening to a uh, cover band, uh, Lincoln Parquet, in, uh, <laughs> in, in the basement of the presidential palace as he's trying to recover from this. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's crazy like no i, I it's it's a pre, it hasn't been they haven't had presidents i guess for that long or i guess under the current constitution but like it's the first time that a, a president seeking re-election has lost and i'm i don't know everyone probably knows this story is familiar with it and that clip from edge of Dismo- edge of democracy has been going around again recently but he was uh lula da silva for in particular was um imprisoned back in 2019 after uh, a justice minister after like one of those Some quote anti-corruption bullshit. yeah they, they, were, they were doing an anti quote anti-corruption push called lava jato or car wash and they were essentially it ended up just being a way for the justice minister minister to work with the uh bolsonaro his and his son to try to imprison lula for him to not be able to run for president again and he was technically sort of running for president again and while he was in while he was running he was in prison which made him ineligible to be president of course but he was doing better than bolsonaro at that point while in prison so um it's pretty crazy i think that one of the big impacts the the, the biggest probably that he can have immediately um is his control over what happens uh with the like massive rainforest down there the amazon of course being the um the biggest because it's uh an incredibly important um piece of our ecosystem and the climate as a whole for the entire world and bolsonaro had just been kind of letting corporations and whoever else run completely rampant on everything uh in the amazon and letting it be destroyed so uh the president has pretty big executive powers over what happens with the Amazon in Brazil. So that's that in and of itself is just that gigantic win. Even if you don't <clears throat> care about uh, the the past that um, that Lula's had as president of Brazil and like what he could do moving forward. I mean, when he was president before, it lifted millions of people out of poverty. They had um, literacy programs. The, the average height in Brazil literally grew uh, as uh, due to his presidency, because people were actually uh, nourished, like the millions of people were being fed that weren't previously. Um, so yeah, it's Brazil is a very interesting country politically, and Bolsonaro, the the complete clown fascist that he is, um, being not president anymore does have like global implications. Because I mean, out of any of the uh foreign leaders outside of the united states that we heard the most about it was like bolsonaro was right up there with like boris johnson netanyahu for instance yeah um, oh yeah. by the way netanyahu's gonna get reelected as prime minister today oh that's great good for, good for him and he's because they like, finally went through like their 20th coalition trying to keep Jesus. something together without him and uh awesome didn't happen for some reason in israel yeah well, that's crazy you know if there is a silver lining to all of this, at least Bolsonaro and his family can move into the hospital full time. <laughs> He'll be there <laughs> single, of course, because uh, his, his wife, his wife yeah. is. But yeah, his shitty Dude, son. Will you lose, be there. you lose the presidential election, and your wife leaves you on the same day. Man, <laughs> that is that is all time. Yeah, that's, that's real. That's real bad. Speaking yeah, of speaking of presidents and misfortune, did Trump die? 
I saw Tim Heidecker say that. I don't think Trump's dead. <laughs> I also saw Tim Heidecker say that with Trump dying, Donald Trump Jr. just becomes Donald Trump, which is so funny to think about. No more bullshit. Oh, does man, that mean awesome. Baron becomes Donald Trump Jr.? Oh, that would be that'd be great. Is, is there a line Tim's of show was one of the highlights Trump's? of the year? He's so good. That was so he was funny. great. I love right. it. Well, let's talk more about shitty things. So, headline number five: uh, the land down, the land down under investigation. <laughs> As sixty minutes Australia report, uh, a sixty minutes Australia report states that the LDS Church stands accused of quote lightening the pockets uh, pockets of the Australian tax office by $400 million, new, nearly $256 million in today's U.S. dollars. A team from the Sydney Morning Herald, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, and The Age has been investigating the church in Australia for months, with the first of the stories coming out in April. The past few days have brought a fresh round of revelations. According to the LDS Church, there are more than 155,000 members in Australia. However, nearly two-thirds of them did not declare themselves as LDS on the most recent Australian census, which recorded just under 58,000 members according to a website that tracks Latter-day Saint membership. Uh, Of that 58,000 who say they are members, a smaller number can be expected to be, quote, active in the church, which includes uh, the ideal of paying uh, 10% tithing of your income. The report asserts that the church created what the age referred to as a quote shell company to exploit a loophole in Australian law. Australia does not give any kind of tax exemption for donations to churches or houses of worship, but it does give a tax exemption for donations to charity, things like homeless shelters and schools and hospitals. The reports are stating that the church uh, created a charitable trust fund and directed Australian saints to send their tithing and other donation to that fund rather than the church itself. Uh, They could then claim the tax exemption for contributing to a charity. What? That doesn't sound like the church. Come on. Creating shell companies? Oh, (laughs) man. Like, I I, I know I joke and say, like, the church is like a real estate company. They are. Masquerading as a church. But man alive, you're not supposed to literally do it. Just just committing fraud out in the – it really kind of feels like, too, like, the LDS church has become too big to fail. Well, there there does seem to be an element of that where it's like, is anyone like paying attention? To this? Yeah, <laughs> like it should that, be an enormous story, but it feels but like it's just like kind of circling around. Like, hey man, if niche, they keep sending people to make up the, like uh, state departments, then they're probably fine. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, dude, they keep breaking out Evan McMullins. We're good. But it's also like this, like, are they, it feels like they're nickel and nickeling and diming like people like in Australia. Like, I mean, they're essentially over declaring their, uh, their, their presence by two, by two thirds, I guess. Uh, and like, how much does that really make a difference to them? Like, is that, is this really how you end up building this like empire of money yeah, is by doing know. this just all over? It just seems like, honestly, pe- yeah, like, it probably it, it, is. It probably is. Like, I mean, if you think about it too, like. A sizable amount of like Utah's economy probably goes through the church, whether if you think about like office space downtown yeah, or whether you think about like, say, jobs when it comes to people who work for the church or work for BYU or work for any number of enterprises that the church owns and operates within. 
in this state alone, they're too big to fail. Like nationally, yeah. like if like for some reason the church is like for profit enterprises somehow just gave way for some reason, like that has like the ability in itself to like probably kickstart a recession itself, which is probably depressing not to great. think about. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least Man. you know they invested in all those like epic stocks like GameStop. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny that the Mormon Church invested in GameStop. I can't, I will never get over that. I got crystal hands. What can you say? I saw <sighs> some really good financial advice from someone on LinkedIn today. He he posted a picture of a llama, like a NFT like llama that he he bought. Said oh, I, no. He said, I bought this for like $1,300. Today, it is worth 60 <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's awesome. I mean, it's better than my collection of shirtless tigers with machine guns. <laughs> the, those how much looked way, those more, way right cooler now. than those. I, yeah. How much do you think? Wait, was that the was that the black rifle? Was it black rifle or was it the other? It was the guy. No, no, that, that was, was uh, that was lions, not sheep. It was uh, Chris, whatever his name is, or Sean, Sean Whalen, I think is his name. Yeah, I, yeah, the the guy who. Uh, that's so funny that his last name is a protein powder. We we gotta get we gotta get one of those NFTs and change our profile picture on Twitter to one of those. That would be sick. <laughs> they, there's no way they're that expensive at this point. I don't know. I gotta, I'll do some research. Hold on a second. I, let's all do some research right now. And uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going to go on to thing. the next, uh, next. Okay. Outline. You do that. We'll get back to you. Lions, not sheep NFT. Okay. We're, we're just, good. we're just cranking them out today, folks. Oh, they're oh, on open sweet. Seat. Yeah. I, I just went to lions, not cheap. And the first thing that popped to me is like free gold plated coin. Hell yes. <laughs> Wait, I thought oh. they were anti-socialism. Why are they giving people money? Uh, Dude, they're actually... Money. Oh, there's a lot of these for sale. Oh, man. Okay, how much is 0.59 Ethereum? I don't I, know. I, I don't know. A Too th- much? I don't, don't know a thing about I'll any speak of that. dumbass. $1,500, <laughs> dude? Damn. That sucks. We got to We're not spent. Well, all right. We'll, well get back to you if we're going to spend Patreon $1, goal. <laughs> we buy a $1,500 NFT <laughs> from Lions Not Sheep. <laughs> oh, no. That and we get, oh, the, dude, we, get the, we get the intro recorded by Vernon Maxwell. This sucks so bad. Okay, wait a minute. So on, on OpenSea, it gives you the different your nft has different properties and the properties tell you the traits that your nft has and the percentage of of the nfts in the collection that have that same trait like for instance this one that's on that's for sale for 0.59 ethereum um he has the free man tattoo 34 percent of the nfts have that one but he does have a gold shotgun and only two percent have that one um <laughs> that's so that's so pretty cool, cool. uh this he does have a body a cool episode he has a body and 100% of people have a, of NFTs have a body. But he also has an oat Hawaiian button-up t-shirt and only 3% have that one. So wow. I you know, I can really if, it, if people are people are looking into this um Man, more and more folks. I'm just going through their gear and it looks fucking busted. <laughs> <laughs> It sucks oh, so yes. bad. It sucks so bad. All right, Greg. Sorry, but continue. it's made in America, and that's what matters, folks. It's, it, they put a, a sticker on it that yeah. says it is. That's, All right. Uh, Hell line number six: Mad Max Saudi Road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All you can do is laugh at this one. I, I honestly, yeah, this like, is just like, of course. So this is from the AZ Central. Saudi firm has pumped Arizona groundwater for years without paying. So as the Colorado River dries up, Arizona is leasing its largest underground aquifer to the Saudis who are growing water-intensive alfalfa, which is then shipped back to Saudi Arabia to feed cattle. Market rate for the lease, $5 million a year. The Saudis are paying $86,000. Oh, my God. Dude, I hate this place so much. I hate this fucking country so much. How? How? I mean, like I know, but how? So is the is the farm itself in Arizona? I, yeah, I'm, I, I believe so. Oh, they're growing out the Saudi. <laughs> the Saudis are growing the Saudis alfalfa. Are growing alfalfa in Arizona, and you in renting out one of the last aquifers in the united states west it's it's shit like that you just read and then there's a voice in the back of your head like you know what stalin had a point yeah like like maybe we should have just done collectivization and then like locked up the kulaks i don't know man oh god yeah so it's so cool we do business with the saudis it's awesome i think it's great Uh, So in June, the Arizona Republic uncovered a story of how the state land department had recently handed over thousands of acres to a Saudi corporation called Fondamont, giving it permission to pump unlimited amounts of groundwater to grow alfalfa hay for export to Saudi Arabia. The tale of official malfeasance uh, began in 2015 when the state land department began leasing land to Fondamont at an annual rental of just $25 per acre. However... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the 2015 lease, in addition, allowed Fondamont to pump unlimited amounts of groundwater at no cost whatsoever. This sounds How like much- a fucking like like Transformers, like a rescue bot cartoon plot where like yeah. some like evil Decepticon is making money, like yeah, like um, controlling the water of the the city. I just, how much is Fondamont pumping? Comical. The company refuses to disclose how much water it uses each year, and the state land department has never bothered to demand reports. That wow. Fondamont is growing alfalfa year-round on approximately 3,500 acres can be verified from aerial photos. And according to U.S. geological survey studies, alfalfa in Butler Valley requires 6.4 acre feet of water per acre. That means the company has likely been pumping 22,400 acre feet of water each year for the last seven years. Um, so that's, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah. But like, oh. this is the, dude, this is, this is the stuff that's like, you know, uh, shout out to, um, to sloth King in the discord for sharing this, to bring this to, to yeah. my attention. Uh, but, um, also mentioned <sighs> like, remember to solve the water crisis by not watering your lawn and taking a shorter shower. Like we talked about this <laughs> with uh matt lack on left reckoning but it's like this stuff is just like happens and like arizonans have been told the same thing to you know conserve water yourself or like take shorter showers or fewer showers uh and let your lawn die or whatever don't have lawn but like you know this is <laughs> the saudis are just just pillaging the like one of the main water supplies and like it's it's just so insane that this stuff is just allowed to to happen and it's this it's not always saudis of course it's other corporations it's other farms it's it's all of it and it's just 
it's it's so insane. So shout out to Saudi Arabia, I guess. This sucks. This sucks one so over much. On Utah's or on the Arizona State Land Department. Jordan, yeah, they're take also it away. I'm going to give you number seven. Oh, I'm sorry. They're also doing this in Col- in California too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I can't remember. Where, that figure that Spencer Cox always deflects with the 15% of alfalfa is what's exported. Uh, I, I remember care. Nate, Nate took issue of the, with that figure when he was on our podcast being the one thing Two, that's not actually the problem, but three, uh, that's, that's kind of the same thing that's happening. Like these are foreign companies that have, uh, holdings here in Utah that are having these farms and they're just exporting it back to like wherever. So. All right. So I found an article by CNBC really quick to um, sure. privately held Fondamont, California, Saturday on Sunday announced that it bought 1,790 acres of farmland in Blythe, California, an agricultural town on the Colorado River for nearly $32 million. Two years ago, Fondamont's parent company, Saudi food giant Alamari, Almari, oh, Almari, sorry. There we go. Purchased another 10,000 acres of farmland about 50 miles away in Vicksburg, Arizona for around $48 million. Holy Wait, what's that company's shit. name? Al Almari? Yeah, A L M A R A I. That sounds like a like a 2002 like bad boy records like R&B singer that Diddy signed. It it kind of does. Dude. But, uh, Almari. Ooh, this that is so this sucks so much. It's so bad, dude. Like <laughs> it makes you just really understand like I don't know. It's just such a it's 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 just offensive <laughs> to like put this on like the put the responsibility on people to like let their lawns die or whatever when this stuff is just just happening all over the American West and we know the American West is being just completely uh run dry. So and uh, apparently Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund uh bought up a large share of the company too. So they, they own 16.3% of the company as well. So this is also just like directly tied to like MBS. So awesome. Sick. Cool. All right. Over on number seven. All right. Let's do it. Back to my number one passion posting. <laughs> so anyway, a 51 year old man child now owns Twitter, which is an overpriced piece of tech that he bought for $44 billion, um, which he is, was forced to buy, which he was forced to buy because he <laughs> named a meme price, which, you know, he's great at business, folks. He's great, so great, smart. He's so he's, cool. He's so smart and cool and all that, too. Um, also, he owes a billion dollars a year in interest payments. <laughs> Dude. the company as a whole makes 600 million a year so like just gonna just he's such a fucking genius man so i found some stuff on the financial times um uh morgan stanley bank of america bofa and barclays uh lent uh musk 12.7 billion to finalize this deal and um all of them pretty much essentially decide to hold onto the debt until 2023 and just make peace that they're going to lose a shitload of money on this deal. Um, one thing you don't want to do is, um, you know, take on a bunch of debt to do a leverage buyout of a company. I, Dude. It's, it's incredible to me because you just look at this and it's like, this seems like a bad idea. And then you yeah. see him like carrying it out. It's like, this is a bad idea. It's like worse than I expected. So, 
the big thing, of course, that like, I mean, there's been so many stupid things that have just been leaked from people that like work um, at Twitter. Of course, he came in and like fired a bunch like the executives, which isn't uh, he now like the sole executive? Like he well, he, he, he like cleaned, the, board, cleaned the C-suite or something like that. Well, he that's like a pretty normal thing. I think he got rid of the board or something okay. like that. So he, it's, he it's, got it's, rid of the board and sell the control around him. So he's like the sole CEO. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, yeah, he got, he got rid of the board is is like the big thing. But like a lot of a lot of like engineers who work there were leaking stuff. Like one of the things that came out last week, I think it was on Friday. <clears throat> essentially like every engineer at Twitter was told to like print out on physical pieces of paper, their last <laughs> 30 to 60 days of the code they'd written. And they were like, okay. And they were going to sit down with Elon Musk who apparently uh, can make sense of it uh, to review it with him. And they started doing this. And then like an hour later, we're just told to like, never mind. actually don't do that. Um, and then, and then the, the big thing that was started like the beginning of this week, I think it was yesterday, the first we heard of it or maybe Sunday, but essentially that Elon Musk was going to make everyone pay for Twitter verification. And they, uh, the other half of that was that the like Twitter engineers had to build in this system of paying for Twitter verification within the week or else they'd be fired. Um, if they couldn't get that feature out in time. Um, but one of the funniest things about it was that he initially was like saying it was going to be $20 to, to be, to be verified. And it was going to be seemingly separate from Twitter blue, which is like the subscription service that they've rolled out that give to gives like some extra features, like being able to edit tweets, for instance. Um, but I, <laughs> so a lot of people got, upset about this i think it'd be really i think this is really funny um because then you'd really know who like the complete rubes are for people who pay for twitter verification <laughs> after this it would but owen so much to give you an idea of what an idiot elon musk is uh is is stephen king tweeted yeah, twenty dollars a month to keep my blue check fuck that they should pay me if that get instituted i'm gone like enron and elon musk responded and said we need to pay the bills somehow twitter cannot rely entirely on advertisers how about eight dollars and you know what he did? He changed it to eight dollars. <laughs> he, he was like, "We can't lose Stephen King. He's so stupid, oh dude. Like, he's literally just like making decisions for this multi-billion-dollar company, this forty-four billion-dollar company. I'm waiting by just like crowdsourcing calls. from celebs online. No, think about that. He he's not even crowdsourcing from celebs. He came to that conclusion negotiating with himself in Stephen King's mention. I can't wait till he gets sued when he calls some celebrity a pedophile. Dude, it's it's so insane. And like he's also realized like I mean, the money that he that he paid for it, the evaluation was like based on a feature set that kept certain things off of the platform. And so he's realized that like the free for all moderation thing that he or like almost no moderation thing that he would often like espouse is going to be actually really shitty for their bottom line. Uh, he's clearly scrambling and it's going to be so funny. <laughs> like I, I, I honestly think Twitter can die, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not holding my breath, but it'd be really funny if it did. I think it, I don't think it's going to die because nothing ever really truly dies on like online anymore. Like technically yeah. my space is still alive. Like it doesn't like, 
it doesn't like have anything new going for it and it doesn't necessarily have anything happening at all because it just abandoned like any sort of like hope of doing it but like it still technically exists sure and like i think this is like gonna follow the trends of every other massive like tech company it's gonna be like, like tumblr it's gonna be like no it's gonna be like dig it's gonna be like i'm so excited have you been on facebook lately it's unusable no yeah I shout haven't. out to mark zuckerberg for uh making that company lose like $700 billion in a year because he was so focused on the metaverse, which has turned out yeah. to be complete dog Dude, shit. Did you so. see that? Did you see that, uh, that video of Jim Cramer crying? Yes. Uh, over dude. the, uh, the meta stock. It's one of the funniest things. It's crazy. I he just absolutely loses his mind and like is apologizing profusely at whoever watches his show for giving them like bad, uh financial advice like as there's like a ticker like a graphic of the stock like continuing to trickle down dude that guy is amazing as I, he's the, giving this apology the old office the, at my last job like the office i used to work in like the the as you'd walk in they had tvs that were just on cnbc all the time and I would catch clips of him just freaking out. <laughs> I was like, "You have to be an absolute sicko to watch I was like, this." This is awesome. I know. You, I was like, "Who is that mean, stuff, dude?" It's people as they pass by a TV in a in the lobby of an office. Is is yeah. I mean, that guy's experience. probably worth a hundred million dollars or something like that. You yeah. should cry more on TV. I think it's good. <laughs> I think that we should have it more people entertainment crying on television. But like, like Jim Cramer is for like people who think they're stockbrokers the same way that Elon Musk thinks he's an engineer. Yeah, dude, that's what that's why I like that code thing was so crazy to me. I was like, do you really think that like an engineer sitting down with Elon Musk for him to just like review what they've written is meaningful in any sense? Like it's literally just an exercise of him just like testing people. It's not like there's no, he can't he can't write code. He can't do shit. It's honestly Trump level bullshit. Like I know he's. Like, it's like, complete nonsense. That there, that there are people who still believe in him is beyond me. Yeah. It, it, it really it is, is incredible. Wild. Like, but this might be the thing that actually brings him down just because like he is so over leveraged by buying this shitty website that has no worth whatsoever. Yeah. But like that it might bring the whole house of cards down just because I think so I, too. I don't think he has the liquidity to pay a billion dollars in in just interest payments a year for this website that's never going to turn a profit this is this is kind of the inverse of what he's been doing like he's been able to bullshit so much to raise the value of his of his companies kind of just like completely indiscriminately um but this time he's actually kind of he's been forced to put his money where his mouth was and like he was literally forced to buy twitter um which is it's hilarious so it was either buy twitter or be fined an amount that's going to be like the same if you if you didn't buy twitter so um and what i remember what, what somebody brought up i mean he's had so much bullshit over the years um but do you guys remember when he i think it was back in it was 2018 or 2017 just received verbal government approval for the boring company to build an underground New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C. hyperloop, New York to D.C. in 29 minutes. He said that in 2017. And the only hyperloop is this like dumbass little tunnel he built in Vegas that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like his whole thing is to just like get enough like government money and funding to try and build something or like get grants through SpaceX or get like 
enough subsidies to just keep surviving another month. Like he is essentially like Robert Patrick in the Sopranos where he's just trying to get back to even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at a certain point he's just getting busted out by Tony in the, in his sporting goods store. Dude, I, I, it, it's insane. And like, I think you're right. Like this, this really honestly might be the thing that's like the house of cards would, we can topple over because he is more tied to this now than like almost anything else. Um, I honestly more than Tesla probably at this point with how much he had to pay for this. Like it's insane. And he's just on Twitter monitoring what other like what celebrities are saying and like freaking out about it. It's, it's crazy. But Hey, comedy is back. (laughs) Oh yeah. Comedy's legal now. And you couldn't do comedy before. Free speech. We never have to worry about it again. Dude, I love that people are genuinely thinking like they haven't. I don't have they actually changed anything with moderating any content yet? Like, yeah, is that they actually, actually did. They locked oh, out nice. a bunch of people from being able to moderate Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's so, uh, which like, yeah. And then you saw what was it like a day later use of the N word went up like a thousand percent. <laughs> Dude, I love Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or who doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people blue for eight dollars a month <laughs> Dude, it's so dumb His last what an tweet. absolute so fucking dumb. uh just king for the proletariat his last oh, tweet was man. an hour ago a proletariat says, hero his last tweet an hour ago said twitter speaks to the inner masochist in all of us Oh Motherfucker, you just spent $44 billion on this to be miserable. Has there ever been a single person like with like who's more divorced than Elon Musk? Dude, he's it's so bad. It's, like this is this is a midlife crisis beyond anything I think we've ever seen. Like most people buy a shitty car. I know. He bought Twitter for $44 billion so he can post dank memes. He and blew to see all like liquidity, uh, yeah, he did. And to see people like that are the complete like soy energy of people just obsessed with him and just slapping it's their so knees like funny, a damn dude. seal <laughs> as he, like cheering on. Oh, bring back Vine! That would be so cool. It's like, are you you you're all so unbelievably embarrassing? It is so crazy. I cannot believe anyone <laughs> actually trusts this guy to do anything. Right, and like. <laughs> they did bring back vine and it's the most popular social media in the world right now yeah Yeah, like you're not you're not gonna stop like tiktok at this point too like everyone's migrated over there too like all the problems with vine were essentially fixed with tiktok like you don't have to go back to like a shitty version of tiktok because you feel retro or something man i can't wait i mean it's listen it's it's all it's all a fun ride um none of us are blue checks so we don't got to worry about anything and we're not paying for for twitter blue but um no, no, i think like, there's going to be a lot of fun things in the future though that's for sure i mean this is honestly like the same thing that happened like something awful where it's like you had like an insane moderator who brought in a bunch of other insane moderators and then tried to monetize a little bit and everyone's like yeah, this kind of fucking sucks now and just bounced. I know. Yeah, man. Well, 
big things coming from Elon. I'm sure he's not going to let anyone down this time. <laughs> Hyperloop should be done soon. I yeah, I think it's um how, I, I, what I really want to know is how his child LMNOP feels about this. Do, do you think he could name all of his children? No, if you absolutely him an hour not. And also access to a phone. <laughs> Man, I hope so. Absolutely not. Well, folks, I think that's a good place to end it, boys. Any final words, any parting messages for the people at home? Jordan, I feel like you have a plug or something that you need to get off. Uh, first of all, patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money. Um, give us money. We like that. We use that for things. So we yeah, plan on uh, we Twitch stream for NFTs. Tuesday. Yeah, Twitch stream. Twitch.com. Uh, Twitch.tv. Um, what is our username? <laughs> Do we have a Twitch account already? We do. I did set one up. Hold on. Oh, okay, cool. I, I got to figure it out. We're so good at this. Yeah, that was, that's pretty good. But yeah, we'll be on Twitch on Tuesday. I don't know if I'm, I mean, again, I can play the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. I don't care. We are, BYM, we be- yeah, we are BYM pod on uh, Twitch. Okay, we'll post that as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, rest in peace to take off. Um, that, that sucks. was a bummer. So mad. So that's bad. shitty. Everybody in this fucking country has a gun. It's bad. Um, so that sucks. Recipes to take <sighs> off. Uh, join the Patreon and come hang out in Discord. We're trying to be on there more. And um, yeah, other than that, thank you everyone for tuning in for another week of Brigham Young Money. We'll see you all next time for the damn midterms. Godspeed to Jordan Clarkson, the next senator of the great state of Utah, the Deseret <laughs> State, the mountainous five national park state of Utah. Gonna, gonna smoke that McMullen pack. He's gonna be on that pack, and we will see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Let's get it. Hop off a 16 passenger. This a G5. No, this not a challenger. Big one. I keep some members with me in the fridge. Get coat seats. They some cannibals. Eaters. They like the geek geek. Drink a whole bottle. Wake up and repeat. Damn. She took a look. Mixed it with the chill out. Now she say she said 3D. Wow. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I bet I come out with a me. I bet I do this shit for the fam. Cause this shit bigger than me. Big. Color stones in my infinity link. And in the factory masterpiece. I call on twin. Could that be my brother? We got the same roller. He matching me. Nah, for real. Water on me like the sun.